Hello, patrons. Hi, patrons. Thank you for supporting us. Yes, as always, Mm -hmm. thank you for your generous support. Welcome to the third... I believe, installment of Story Cubes. Uh, we had so much fun with this that we decided to pair up the different cast members so we could capture each off-the-wall dynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for See what you. Yeah, crazy stories come about. Yeah, and also, I guess, just highlight everyone's improv creativity a little bit on their own, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. So this is going to work the same as every other time. We are going to tell two different stories set in the world of QD, non-canonical. Yeah, <laughs> just got to elaborate that for Sammy's uh, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely non-canonical. Yep. Um, so they can be as wild and silly and out there as we like, which is, of course, how we like it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to roll six. Oh, uh, yeah, six. We're going to roll six story cubes once for each act. So three rolls for one story and then three rolls for the other story. And we're going to take turns starting the story, doing the middle and doing the end. So we're going to start the first story with Jared. Hey, this is my speaking voice, uh, as many may not know. <laughs> so unfamiliar to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I shall give it a go with starting this. And it's time to roll some dice. Okay, I have a wand, very fitting, <laughs> um, and open eye, a cell phone, which I'm sure that will just work in perfectly. <laughs> Uh, We have someone waking up by an alarm clock, a robber holding some form of cargo, and a cauldron. I like this mix. Yeah, this will be a a weird mix. (laughs) We find ourselves in the wee hours of the morning at Ortis University, as alarm sirens seem to go off in a cavalcade of noise, these magical alarms that seem to denote something being stolen. That will be the robber. Ooh. And we find uh, sleeping in a humble uh, university dorm a familiar individual to people later in the story, I guess. A meek uh, person who awakes in the morning and alarms with the, Oh, oh dear, uh, uh, oh, that, those, are, those are alarms, something, something's happened. Um, um, uh, oh, should I just stay and be safe? Uh, but they do say that staying where you are in an emergency is not the best. And so they head out of their, uh, lovely safe dorm, because they totally got that information wrong, (laughs) and they run out into the middle of the courtyard, because that's the meeting area of this university, knowing that they'll be totally safe. Uh, standing there, they stand there in the middle of the courtyard, and they notice along the way a group of sort of gruff individuals running at a breakneck pace, seemingly directly towards Quennel, but not looking directly at them currently. And they're holding a orb of some kind. We love our orbs here at QD. Our great spherical shape. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. We will never be free. And as the individuals run towards Quennel, sort of waves out. <laughs> Quennell waves out in a nice little uh, uh, gesture to obviously their fellow peers. Says, "Oh, hello! Are you uh, are you here for the uh, emergency evacuation?" 
And uh, obviously they respond in kind with, oh, shit, we've been seen. Uh, oh, crap. Um, oh, I guess we'll, we'll have, to, uh, have to kill them. Uh, what do you think? Well, I find that in these situations, it's better to talk through with the people involved. Now, but we don't have time. We just stole the communication orb. They're going to get us. And it's, well, listen, I know you're heated here, but we're a team. Yes, yes, you sound like a very good team. Like, in times of emergencies, you shouldn't panic. No, but you don't, you don't, <laughs> we've stolen the bleeding orb. There's going to be magic police coming around, you know, with the, the ones, the ones that they uh, fire on sight and you're like a squirrel forever. That's the wand? <laughs> Oh yes, yes, yes! The, the squirrel ones. It is. It is quite rough here. I, I, I have lost many truant friends uh, to the woodlands. So, so I just say we just we just take them and run. We'll just take them and run. And uh, <laughs> Connell's like, oh, oh, uh, but we're supposed to meet here. Oh no, you're taking me. We're going together. Um, okay. As uh, the, gra- the the group grab Quennel and uh, run away, and the individual carrying them is the same one carrying the orb. So one arm has Quennel, the other has the orb, and Quennel sort of spies over at the orb itself, uh, similar the named communication orb, and sees a strange sort of eye staring back. As this eye sort of blinks at them in the moment, and Quennel just sort of freaks out, it's like, "Oh, oh no, that 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 that's that's not an orb, that's an eye." Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, um, <laughs> listen, you just, you just have to be quiet. No, I think you'll find that we should calm ourselves. In the no, no, dude, shut up, shut up. Listen, we'll go, we'll go in that Ben shack over there. It'll be fine. It'll be great. And they enter a shed, seemingly an equipment shed for the PDHPE units of Autis University <laughs> and close the door behind them and sort of sit quietly in the dark. Uh, the only thing in the center is a cauldron just sort of lightly bubbling in the light. And the lights, like the light coming from the cauldron seems to illuminate a single figure. And that's where we'll leave act one. Ooh. Why is there a cauldron in the pee? I guess that's for mm. me to decide. Yep. So I've just got the cold. That's the cauldron dice. Yes. So it was robber, alarm. Yep. With Quenna waking up. Telephone. Telephone was the communication orb. Mm-hmm. And then wand. Yep. Was the uh, magic police. And then the eye in the orb. Yep. And then the cauldron. The cauldron in the pee shed. Yep. Excellent. All right. Whew. Yeah, this is actually really fun when you get into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at the first I was, like, a bit nervous of, like, how go, how am I going to, like, think of something in the world, and then the second the story started, you just roll with it and things get more chaotic. Yeah. I think Quenna was the thing that sort of held it together. I'm like, okay, now I've got grounding, I can do this well. Now I have to replicate your accents, though. Damn you. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so I have got... A lightning bolt. Okay. The same eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, a globe, like the earth. Yep. Uh, a key. Okay. A net catching a butterfly. Ooh. And I have absolutely no clue what the last thing is. Uh, that's a catching... That's a looks like a catching mitt, like the baseball mitt, maybe? That's what I thought, but it's also kind of... Oh, I know what it is. It's upside down. It's a cave. Oh, it is a cave. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there we go. All right. Okay. So the last one, last one is a cave. Hmm. Okay. So we're in the pea shed mm-hmm. with Quennell. Um, and this figure has just loomed up above the cauldron and Quennell lets out a little, oh my gosh. And as the figure steps forward, they seemingly cast a spell into the cauldron and it looks like a zap. So that's the lightning bolt. Yep. And the cauldron lights up in, let's say, blue fire. Ooh. And we see standing before us the the dean of Ordis University. And she says, well, 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 I guess we know who let these thieves onto our campus. Quennell. Ooh, me, me. No, 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 no. There was an emergency and, and we were, we were running. Um, it's, that's what, that's what the emergency protocol says to do. I, I swear, are thieves? We haven't seen any thieves. We were simply hiding from the emergency. And she says, that's a likely story. I saw you with my own eyes. And she holds up the other communicator orb. We've been tracking these felons for several months now. And we knew they had a person on the inside. And it turns out that was you. No, 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 it wasn't me. But she doesn't listen to their protests. (laughs) And so, and so Quennell... And the thieves who are also grumbling and not really trying to get away because they kind of know the jig's up and that this is a very powerful magic user before them. They all get carted down into the Ordis University dungeons, which is a thing that they have because this is a magical land. Um, So that's the Mm -hmm. cave. They get carted down into the dungeons and thrown into a cell altogether. And uh, as the dean walks away, all the lights go out and they're all left in total darkness. Uh, And one of the thieves says, well, that's right mess you got us into there, little one. What'd you do that for? And Quanda's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I didn't realize you, you were the thieves. And Quennell kind of scrambles back to the other side of the cell and is is looking around wildly. Oh, oh, please don't hurt me. I I am very small. I am but an undergrad. I don't know anything. I'm in my first year. I have nothing to offer you. (laughs) And the thief goes, yeah, we know that. We could tell from the moment we looked at you. We're not going to try and rob you. Why would you have magical trinkets? Now, can you, you're small. Can you get us out of here? Me? Oh, but that would be, that would be breaking the law. <laughs> You've already broken the law by seeming to help us. Oh, I suppose that is a good point. Well, hmm, hang on. I do know one spell. And Quennell kneels down and kind of scribbles on the floor with some chalk that they keep in their pocket at all times. And they carve out a little glyph. And it's very swirly and cute. And a little butterfly pops out. That's the butterfly mm-hmm. cube. And it, it flits off up into the dark. Well, what help was that then? Oh, shh, shh, It's coming back. And the butterfly flits down the stairs, holding a key. Why did I leave myself the globe? <laughs> I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> hmm. And just as Quennell is about to reach through the bars to grab the key from this little spectral butterfly servant that they've conjured. One of the thieves says, Oh, thank this round earth. And Quennell goes, Excuse me? What What did you just say? (laughs) I said, thank this round earth. And Quennell is so shocked that the butterfly (laughs) disappears and the key falls to the ground just out of reach. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's the end of Act Two. Oh yes. Okay, the, the, like, what can we do with the? That's a perfect one to bring in for the globe. Is the flat round Earth? Oh. I was like, what? What? We get Quinnell back into a mess. <laughs> Incorrect scientific knowledge. I love your your Quinnell's really strong. By the way, I freaking love your Quinnell. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm not very good at voices, but I do love Quennell. I think that that's just sort of been an NPC the team's just like, what was it? Just loves the interactions with? <laughs> yeah, so we must protect them. I mean, we all know what it's like to be a suffering uni student, so. <laughs> Let's see. All right, I am re-rolling for Act 3. Dun, dun, dun. So I got the... Uh, aeroplane. I got one of an aeroplane, which is very easy <laughs> to put into this mystical fantasy world. Excellent. I got a lightning bolt. I got a six-sided dice. Oh, topical. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an arrow. Uh, I got a shadow behind a small person. Oh, yes. I love yeah. that one. <laughs> and then I got like an amoeba looking thing. So like a little bacteria thing. Mm. All right. So uh, we cut back to the individuals in the cage. Quennell has just faltered at a critical moment and the key has gone tumbling out of their reach. And the the robbers are just like, oh, again, we keep getting messed up because of this one little person. I say we just kill him here and now. Now, now, I hear what you're saying, but violence isn't the answer. We're thieves. We're no good nicks. We're bad <laughs> people. Violence is always the answer. No, 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 no. I don't think it is. I'd listen to the rational individual. Um, it it does seem we are in a pickle, and I'm sorry again, but, uh, I guess silver lining is we're one step closer because of me. Um, please don't hurt me, I am small, and these bars are very, very rough. Ooh, ooh, you just knock my head in between them. Wait, that's a good point. You are small enough to fit through these bars. Your little bacterial mess. That's a little bacteria dice. <laughs> nice. But I really didn't think this cage through. I guess they really thought they didn't have the stones to leave. Um, they, they are indeed right. I do not want to leave. This could be, could be very bad. Uh, ooh. And uh, <laughs> you just see uh, these hulking individuals loom over Quennell. Quennell's like, my eye. I get the point. I get the point. Uh, that's the shadow thing, just the looming over. Yes. Um, uh, I'll step out now. Um, ooh, uh, ooh. Uh, I have the key, um, and the ticket to our freedom. Uh, we can, we can get right out of here. Well, stop narrating it. Just bring the key to us and then everything will be all right. Ah, uh, yes, 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 that is, that is very good. Uh, I am walking over with the key now. And <laughs> uh, you see the uh, guards begin to stir as Quennell is clearly making a lot of noise in this situation. And uh, it's like, what is all that? Oh, no, no, um, um, my naturalistic fight or flight uh, has taken, taken hold. I'm uh, sorry, I will indeed uh, throw the key to you all. 
and uh, best of luck. Um, And they throw the key towards them and it bounces off the gate, lands in the... Oh, I should have said that the, uh, what was it, the fight or flight was the airplane? The airplane, yeah. <laughs> um, so Quennell, they throw the key and it bounces off the bar and lands in, it's like a plexiglass, like, kind of, ca- like, cage. It's just completely transparent. And at first you just thought it was some form of, like, light uh, screen or transformer box in there or something. As this sort of glass cage opens, a strange mass of electricity sort of walks out in this sort of golem-like form and says in, uh, that's the lightning, Mm -hmm. uh, in sort of a buzzy voice, um... I am Lightnor. I I am also lightning themed. And uh, Quinn is like, oh dear, I have made more of a mess. I will dispose myself of the situation and run. <laughs> uh, and Quennell then runs away as Lightnor begins to attack the guards who are trying their best to fire their wands, but they cannot turn lightning into a squirrel. <laughs> and then the Dean appears holding a six-sided cage throws it at the ground and says trap cube activate (laughs) that's the dice as one of the sides opens up and lets out a huge amount of arrows and uh the lightning beast uh, or lightnor sorry i should say i named this character they're canonical now now you're about to kill them Bold. Yeah. Lightnor says, ha ha ha, arrows do not affect me. I am completely immune to this. And then the Dean turns their cap in a uh, very anime-esque style and says, those aren't arrows. They're lightning rods. As a trap card is activated against Lightnor and Lightnor is pinned to the ceiling. And standing in the corner is Quennell, who three steps in, their shoe got untied and knew that it is not good to leave their shoe untied, began tying their shoe in the middle of this entire scenario. Of course. And the Dean looks over at Quennell and Quennell's like, oh dear, um, I look precariously in a position of uh, badness. And looks over at the still caged individuals, and Quinnell's like, um, I, I, I shall, uh, I, uh, plead diplomatic immunity? <laughs> um, I'm certain that's a thing. And then the Dean just sort of slackens and looking at just the fluster of Quinnell is just knowing that Quinnell has just gotten themselves in too deep and that they certainly were not part of the scenario just sort of slackens and is... <sighs> Quennell, go back to your dorm and promise me you will never, ever get involved with bad visitors coming to this town again. Promise me that. Oh, I definitely will not get involved with anyone coming to this town that would uh, uh, be nefarious in any sort. I can promise this wholeheartedly. (laughs) And then Quennell returns uh, back to their dorm to go back to the little nap. And lives an unremarkable life and nothing happens to them ever again. The end. Yeah, they, they totally <laughs> never get involved with individuals. Oh, um, that was so good. That, that was fun. I was struggling at the end. I'm like, what can I do with the thing? Like, where can I work in the arrows? And I was like, lightning, lightning rods. rods. 
<laughs> Your little, little Quennel, like, ooh, so, so spot on. <laughs> oh. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, we'll move on to the second story if you want to take it away. Yeah, I will. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I have a fountain. Yep. A sad face. Mm -hmm. uh, an arrow again. Mm -hmm. I have a mobile phone again. Yep. A person walking and a person drawing a stick figure. So it's like just a person's arm and a pencil and then they're drawing a little stick figure. Okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we leave the University of Ortis mm -hmm. and we fly, I nearly said halfway across the globe. That's not what we do. <laughs> we take an airship and we fly in a very flat line to another continent mm -hmm. and we touch down at... The College of Arcanists, Ooh. where we find another student sitting in the courtyard by the fountain. So that's the fountain. Yep. Just scribbling in their books and obviously getting frustrated at something uh, that they can't quite figure out at the moment. And we see written on, on their book, the magic of reflective practice. And this student is looking particularly distressed. So that's the sad face. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I can't, I don't understand, I can't figure this out. I mean, reflective practice, what do they mean? Reflective practice, this is, it's an equation, but it's, it's not maths, it's, what is going on? Hmm. And as they're kind of reading this, they're absentmindedly running their hand through the water of the fountain. And what they don't realize is that as they're reading what they think is an equation, a mathematical equation, it's actually a magical equation. And so they're kind of muttering it to themselves and they actually cast this spell. As they're doodling in the water with their finger, their reflection suddenly changes and starts moving all on its own. So that is the person drawing. Yep. And the reflection kind of knocks on the surface of the water and sends ripples, which splashes this graduate student, who I will call Samson. And Samson, like, jumps as the water splashes over them and goes, oh, my goodness. Um, oh, ha, hello. And Samson's reflection looks back at them and says, what did you think reflective practice meant? Duh. And Samson's like, oh, I must have gotten my homework mixed up. Oh, that was magic class. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Um, just, uh, go back to being a reflection now, please. Haha. <laughs> and, uh, Samson's reflection looks up at them and says, Ah, uh, no, I don't, I don't feel like that, actually. Um, you just gifted me with life and you can't really just take it away. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a look around. And Samson's reflection walks off. That's the walking. Mm-hmm. So Samson's just sitting there, and their reflection in the water just disappears. And that really freaks Samson out. That's never happened before, despite living in a magical land where magical bullshit happens all the time. This is new. And so Samson goes running off in the direction that they think their shadow went in, and they do catch up to it in one of these big stained glass windows that kind of adorns some of the university buildings. 
And they're kind of running and they're going, stop, 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 wait, come back, come back. You can't, I can't, I'll get in trouble if I'm, they think I've let magical entities on the loose in campus. I can't just let you walk around. Here, I'll, um, where's the nearest communication orb? I'll, 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 I'll call a teacher. That is the mobile phone. Thank yeah. you for that idea. No problem. As Samson kind of looks around frantically, um, trying to find the nearest way to contact the teacher, professor, sorry. They're kind of looking around and people are beginning to notice that there's just a there's just a reflection running around in the windows and they all start pointing and when Samson turns back around, their reflection is gone. They're off running fast as an arrow. That's the arrow <laughs> across all these window panes. And they're very, very quick because they're made of light. And I will hand it over to you. Okay. Um, all right, let's try rolling these dice here. Okay. Um, I have a person hanging on to a bar, like in the, like, hang in there sort of, like, <laughs> motivational kitty poster. Um, I have a, uh, essentially, it's like uh, arrows pointing in sort of all comp- uh, compass directions, so, like, eight different directions. I have a flashlight. A fish, um, a shadow, and then um, some gears. That's an interesting mix. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. I think, okay, I've gotten an idea, which is good. Excellent. I think my favorite thing about the story cubes is that you have to just yes and yourself. Yeah. All right. Samson was their name. Yes. Okay. So we cut back to Samson, uh, who is fretting over this situation. They've split uh, their reflection from themselves, and they have no idea what to do. So they eventually start looking around, trying to see where all the hubbub's going, and is following uh, a trail of sort of aghast faces um, and reflective surfaces, so uh, running past uh, windows, uh, through the mirrors of various bathrooms, uh, across a particular shiny penny, (laughs) um, chasing their reflection that has uh, come across. And suddenly they reach uh, the lake that's sort of at the side of the university, and they can see their reflection sort of running along toward the centre. And they're about to jump in and swim as they see the uh, sort of large fin of a so a sort of, uh, large shark-like fin sort of appear on the surface of the water as it dips back down. Uh, that's the fish. And they start uh, sort of panicking. It's like, what can I do? What can I go? What, what can I do? And um, they pull out their book, and it's like. Ah, this, sh- this should be able to work. This should uh should be something here. Um, let's just go index. Index is oh, I can always find it. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, splitting. Yes, this one here. Uh, and they go to a separate page and uh they read through um three separate uh and that was the gears by the way. It's just sort of like a textbook. <laughs> Uh, and they uh, sort of read through a set of instructions and three separate figures, and it's like, ah, oh, this makes all of no sense, but I'm certain it works. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay, so just to get this right, I just have to... Uh, okay, I am going to uh, just have to cast this quick spell, this easy spell, and they cast, like, a small light spell. 
in front of them. So I just have to cast it in these three directions. So north, northeast, and northwest. Uh, that's the compass. And the flashlight? And the flashlight, yeah. And sort of the light sort of beams onto just purely uh, them. And uh, what was it? As they cast sort of a long shadow. And it's like, okay, okay, good. And now I just have to cast this one incantation and then it'll be all set. Uh, and then they say a set of words and then the incantation's done. And then they look over at their reflection and it's still in the middle of the lake, but the reflection, their reflection is no longer looking smugly or just sort of uh, coyly back at them, but is a gasp as Samson looks around and behind them, moving freely on their own, is the large form of their shadow, which they've just begun to animate <laughs> as it uh, rises up and lifts Samson above the lake, this large sort of beaming golem of dark, as they're hanging on to dear life, uh, not knowing what will come next. And that oh. is the hanging person. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I like. I saw the shadow and I'm like, oh, I know the perfect <laughs> way to do this. I saw it too and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, that's so convenient. That's good to hear. <laughs> I have the eye. Yep. I have an airplane. Mm -hmm. I have someone listening to music through headphones. Yep. I have the hand and pencil drawing a person again. Yep. I have an axe. Ooh. And I have the demon shadow again. There we go. So Samson's up in the air, mm -hmm. being held by their own enlarged shadow while their light reflection uh, is in the middle of the lake. And the light reflection takes this opportunity after kind of, kind of recentering itself after the shock of seeing this giant shadow. It takes off again across the lake and it, it kind of uses the reflection of clouds to kind of like spring off and, and get even faster and it looks it would look quite pretty like a airship sailing through the sky if it weren't highly illegal uh and about to get samson in just so much trouble so that's the airplane yep. <laughs> so seeing this so that's the giant mm -hmm. eye <laughs> samson uses the same little light spell that they used to create the giant shadow kind of like a kind of like a laser pointer on the on the lake and they say look look over there that's the one you want we need to get that one that's why i made you i am your creator you cannot harm me and so the giant shadow kind of looks menacingly at samson and then kind of softens and then looks at the light spell and begins walking out across the lake on top of the water because it's a shadow and the shadows don't give a fuck <laughs> So the shadow takes off across the lake after the reflection, and it's so much bigger, so it catches up really quickly. And while it's walking, Samson's studying their notes again um, and trying to figure out how to reverse the thing that they did. And as the shadow's catching up, Samson gets up and leaps off the shadow um, and kind of casts this spell, the same spell in the air as they're coming down, and they land directly on top of their reflection, undoing the spell. So that's the drawing. Mm -hmm. But of course, in undoing their reflection spell, their reflection becomes just a reflection again, uh, and there's no substance to it. So Samson just falls in the water, and now they're super wet. And the shadow, which I should have crossed off earlier, kind of seeing this, 
kind of rears up and goes, But if you created them and you destroyed them, what's to say you won't just destroy me as you created me? I was right in the first place. You cannot be trusted. And the shadow comes and grabs Samson again and scoops them up and lifts them up in the air as if they're about to smash them back down in the water. And just at that moment, Samson has a brilliant flash of inspiration to again undo the spell, the second spell that's caused them so much grief today. And they take the light spell that they've still got cast up and they use it to slash down across the shadow like an axe crossing off the axe. Mm -hmm. And they cut their shadow being in half and it fades away and... Again, they didn't think this through. They fall straight back down into the water. (laughs) But that's okay. Both of their spells are gone and they're happy and they're content. And they just kind of lie back on the water, looking up at the sky, thinking, thank goodness, this has been such a day. I did not expect it to go this way. They're feeling so peaceful. That's the happy person Mm -hmm. listening to music. When suddenly they hear a voice ring out over the lake. What is a good last name for Samson? Delilah came to mind just purely because of Samson and Delilah, the biblical tale. Samson and Delilah. (laughs) Samson Delilah. Delilah, yeah. When a voice rings out across the lake, Samson Delilah, you have detention for the rest of term. And Samson goes, and that's the end. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is really fun. This has been great. Oh, I love story cues. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you had as much fun uh, playing along as we did pulling bullshit out of our brains as we usually do. We really like this little game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. (laughs) It's really nice. I feel like you and I haven't had heaps of opportunities to RP together just because of the way the story's worked out. We've had some nice Nim and Patsy moments. Yeah, yeah, but we never had Nim Signana, so it's yeah. just been great to, yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's a little bit hard at the moment to go out and go out, full stop. Mm-hmm. But if you get the opportunity to do it safely or once all this is over, um, if you can head down to your local game store and pick up a set of Rory Story Cubes or um, there are a couple of other brands as well, Um, They're a lot of fun. It's something just really nice to play if you're bored. It's something especially nice to do right now. There are versions you can get online, but of course, if you get that chance, go support your local stores, support small creators. Yeah, or online retailers, yeah. Yeah, or online retailers, of course, duh. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so let's just try and uh, support these people who just make fun little games for us to enjoy, especially in uh, these times where we've got time to play but not space for much else. So Yeah, we're especially starving for entertainment at the moment, <laughs> and this is something fun and different. So yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, listeners. Yeah. Patrons, thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, this has been a fun little time, and um, I hope you're keeping well and, yeah, just having fun. Yeah, stay safe, stay home, unless mm-hmm. you're an essential worker, in which case, thank you. Uh, your support is just means the world to us because yeah. with the money that we've been able to raise through our Patreon, we've actually we've been able to set up a remote setup for recording QD. We've been able to afford new mics, new pop filters, new equipment, um, and that's all thanks to you. So we really, really appreciate it. We can keep doing what we love because of you. So yeah, thank you. Thank you.
Uh, and let us know if you'd like to hear any other specific pairings. So we've had Sammy and me, we've had Tori and Scarlett, obviously Jared and me right now. Uh, I think we've got Sammy and Scarlett. And then uh, me and Tori, I think. And yeah, yep. Jared and Tori coming up. So if there are any other yep. specific combinations that you'd like to hear, let us know. We really enjoy doing these. They're a lot of fun to do. Yeah. I'll stop rambling and let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Sorry, I so forgot that you were recording. <laughs> you were just on the phone. No! Uh, hi, Jared. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello, bye. Oh my god, why did I fall asleep for so long? Uh, quarantine's like, I've been asleep half the day and there's no consequences. Yeah. What's happening in my life? Yeah, no, I, I had a nap in the... Like, I was like, alright, I have to time my nap before this. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> oh, okay, where was I? <laughs>